perfect. I heard the click synchronize right there. Yeah, dude, we're crushing it. We're crushing it. Well, Craig, any news today? <laughs> it's right into the news. <laughs> yeah, we just get right into it. I don't want to fucking play any games. Craig, do you have any news today? No, I don't have any news, but you did You did mention before we started recording that you wanted to bully the British people. Oh, yeah. Fuck British people. <laughs> I'm, of course, <laughs> I'm of course kidding. Uh, don't, you know, don't, don't fuck them. They're Yui. Um, also kidding. That's <laughs> kidding. Okay. Honestly, though, I've been like, you know, if you if you're if you're an everyday um, stories of the boys listener, you you probably heard Craig talk mad shit on British people. He doesn't watch um, entertainment that includes British people because he can't follow along with their accents. It's just not enjoyable for him. Um, and ever since he said that, uh, like I've been like noticing more British accents popping up here and there on like TV or like I watch a YouTube video, and honestly, like triggers me like a little bit and like just like fucking idnit like stop saying idnit stop saying like fucking bruv don't say bruv <laughs> oi bruv bruv oi bruv you won't get your ass kicked There's, and I, that's that was <laughs> that's what they say that was awesome there's just like so many examples of just shit you're like hey like like take five but i mean i still respect their culture and like everything about them wholeheartedly <laughs> Um, this is just like, <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, I in the podcast where we originally talked about this, I did say this is more than likely, and by more than likely, hundred percent due to me just being uncultured swine. Exactly. So. Yeah, we don't, we <laughs> don't know do anything. With, yeah, just two two Kansas hicks that don't know a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love I love Gordon Ramsay. Like, right? Come on, you know. it's fine, guys. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter. He's a stupid. What if they were all like? Scottish. I was just gonna ask. Here's a stupid question: Is like Daniel Radcliffe like British? Is that stupid? Am I I'm being... like I I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure he's British. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Like I like Tom Holland. I like I like Benadryl Cabbage Patch. Um, <laughs> you know, I like all of those kinds of folks. So we're we're cool. a fun fact about Daniel Radcliffe is that he is a fan of the Detroit Lions. Who fucking cares about the Detroit Lions yeah. aside from him? I think that's a that's like a weird tidbit. He's just like, I love the Detroit Lions. I'm like, that's weird, bro. But it's, okay. It's kind of funny. You. Do they do the thing like yeah. at games where he's like sitting in the stands and there everyone's like, oh, it's Daniel. Uh. Well, I, I think he's like, he, well, I don't know if he's married, but his, his either wife or girlfriend is like from Detroit originally. Oh, I see. So like her whole family is Lions fans. So he's just like, I'm here for it, dude. That's I love football. <laughs> that's what's up. I like that. I like that about it. A gentleman that's just willing to be like, I'll get into this for you, sweetie. It's just a, that's a good segue. Last week, we treated you to some love advice, and I hope and pray to God that it helped you um, in your in your time of need, especially if you didn't have a loving sweetie to kiss on that whole day. But that's okay. Yeah, we're, we're really hoping that, that it turns off into a spinoff, and uh, yep. we <laughs> you guys will pay us money to give More relationship advice. advice every week. If you guys want that, give us just copious amounts of funds. Yeah, and I'll be- do it for. We'll we'll do it for five hundred bucks a pop, like monthly each. Yeah, like per advice, five hundred dollars. Yeah, per yeah, exactly. Because I mean, we're assuming it was like god tier levels of, you know, knowledge. Which, yeah, it, and it was. Yeah, you're right. Right. Um. Okay, so now that we've talked about, hey, I'm British. Now we talked about, oh, fuck Ohio. Look at that out of the way. Um, yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> um, got that out of the way. Um, uh, Twitter is stories underscore boys. Okay, we got that out of the way. Yeah. And um, another thing. Yes. I've been pushing this on Reddit a little bit, too. So okay. if you see me on Reddit, holler. But um, at some point, we would like to do, like, we, we would like to tell your guys' stories, too. So if you have an interesting story that is crazy um, or spooky or funny, yeah, spooky. whatever, you can DM us on Twitter, which once again is at stories underscore boys, or email us at storieswiththeboyspod at gmail.com. Um, and like it, we run both of those, so we will read it. Um, if it's good, we might tell it on the podcast someday. We'll probably collect them if, if, if we get enough, and then like just do an episode of it. But uh, that's something we'd like to do. Yeah, I mean, we've got a few, but they're not like, good so like you really gotta make them like you know fucking pop yeah yeah it needs to be like you shit your pants like 
while sitting on a stranger's lap or something. Yeah, like, I need it to be specifically something like something that. Like and, that. A, and a ghost uh, is that, the reason you shit your pants. That's yeah. the reason. I'm looking for more spooky stuff. It'll be directed directly to me. Um, and I'll, I'll be the judge of that. But if it's more like pooping on someone's pee-pee, that's more correct jurisdiction. So. <laughs> pooping on someone's pee-pee. <laughs> you know, the, the quad pee, the poo-poo pee-pee situation. Yeah, poo-poo pee-pee. That's, that's my kind of humor. That's poo-poo pee-pee. Yeah, of course. Okay, so we did our obligatory poo-poo pee-pee situation. I think we're, I think we're ready, Craig. Unless you have any other bits of information. I got nothing. This is, that's, that's all the housekeeping. Excellent. We're really, this is, it's not monotonous. We're just trying to get a routine down, all right? Because we, you and you and I both know, goons, that we don't have a fucking intro. We don't know how to do it, so <laughs> we're trying to get a routine. I'm gonna pay someone to do the intro. I actually have so an can... idea, and if you guys want to get a hold of, I forgot her name. Fuck. Um, if you get a hold of the the, the voice actress for Katara from The Legend of Zelda. No, fuck. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender? I don't know why I thought of Zelda. If you get her, then I will give her a little bit of money, like, you know, like 20 bucks or something, to, like, recreate the Avatar <laughs> intro. Bucks. Yeah, like, around around there. Um, I want her to create the Avatar intro, but it's going to, like, have words that I put in there, and it's going to be an epic, like, intro like that, like, like uh, the boys. Like, storytelling was so dra- dreary and boring until the story the boys came around and stuff like that it's gonna be epic we're gonna do that so yeah get a hold of her and and we'll we'll pay a a a freelance uh video editor like i don't know 10 bucks 10 just like to to draw like a a bunch of really cool images we'll turn into a video um he'll have to do all the work of course you know it's like 10 bucks we'll do 10 bucks i guess if he does like 100 percent of the work and doesn't ask too many questions and does it exactly how i went in my brain then yeah I'll, i'll i'll you know i'll we'll we'll give him eight bucks yeah but and, and if he <laughs> and if he asks questions like i'm deducting money from the total per word per question is a deduction a dollar each word yeah so yeah all right well then without further ado craig you told me that you have an exciting good riveting um st- story piece of history for me <laughs> yeah so um, as we all know, February is Black History Month. Hell yeah! I imagine it's a worldwide thing, but I have only traveled to one other country. Um, so I don't know. And it was not February either of those times. But, um, so it's Black History Month. Um, so obviously in like, while our topic is history, we definitely would like to include that because it is very important that I'm 25 and it feels like I learn something new every day. And I was basically just told in school that uh, this dude, George Washington Carver, invented peanut butter and Martin Luther King got shot. And we're like, wow, that's tremendous. Yeah. And then once you get to live a little bit, you're like, wow, they didn't teach me anything except for what the white people did, um, which is not <laughs> ideal. So uh, they're like, George Washington's fine, but he, I mean, but he did own slaves. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard of. A woman named Josephine Baker. Um, there's some sort of like actress. Yeah, so she was. She was. Yeah, kind of sort of. She was a um an American-born French entertainer. So mm, pornography. Her no. Well, no, not not born. Okay. Um, she so her her real name is Frida Josephine McDonald. Um, she was born in St. Louis, Missouri, and she. You know, when it all comes down to it, she was an entertainer, a civil rights activist, and a French resistance agent. So she lived a very, very interesting life. Um, growing up in St. Louis, she was very poor. Family was very poor. Yeah. Um, she was, you know, very young, working jobs, and eventually started, like, dancing on the street corner. Like, just like, you know, you see it all the time. Um, in big cities, people busk mm. is what it's called. They'll, they'll yes. dance, and, you know, they'll, they'll have a hat. You throw money in, whatever. Um, so she would do that all the time, and that's kind of how she helped contribute to the family. But she, you know, she spent nights like homeless nights. Like she slept in cardboard. Like not a joke. Like a lot of a lot of rough rough nights. She was married at twelve. Oh my goodness. She was married for the second time at fifteen. 
Um, so the twelve year old relationship didn't work out. Yeah, it did not work out. Um, her her second husband, I believe his name was Willie Baker. So that's where she um, got the name Baker, and she oh. obviously decided not to go by Frida anymore and preferred Josephine. So now she's Josephine Baker. Very, you know, fifteen. She eventually gets uh, discovered. But like you know, she does like she goes to Broadway and performs like in a choir or a, or a little dance background dancer thing on Broadway for like a, a spell. So not really a big break. Didn't really get paid much. Um, and let's be real, it was like the nineteen you know twenties. Yeah. In you know in in St. Louis, black people really didn't get treated so well. Right. Um, right. Unfortunately. So believe it or not, Josephine Baker fucking hated america that i you know i don't understand why yeah right yeah no she 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 was like i, I yeah. she hates america people of her ethnicity in the 1930s 20s they i don't know why they would really hate no that. absolutely yeah and then like for the next like 40 years <laughs> and and on also but yes, and, yeah. so she she went to france and um, now there's a lot more to it but she she basically started doing a like her mom started she didn't her mom didn't really approve that she was a dancer or like her entertainer lifestyle because a lot of the stuff she was doing in America was like she started doing some like more like exotic dancing not stripping by any means but it was provocative uh like sexual in nature dancing mm-hmm. um she had done a few like gigs that were like you know slapstick classic 1920s entertainment it. where it was like just picking fun at at her race or in her culture. Oh, I um, see. Okay. But it, it but it was one of those things where it's like you know you're doing what you got to do to right. to get to the next spot. Her mom didn't really like that and didn't approve of it. So she goes to France and like shit just takes off for her. Things are like she is this great dancer. She's going crazy. She eventually learns how to sing. Her vocal coach has called her her muse like literally she's like she's the reason i wake up in the morning she's the most talented person i've ever worked with and she went from like being a very pedestrian singer to being this great singer can you imagine your teacher telling you be like you are the reason i arise in the morning if you were not here exactly if you were not here i would wake up and say why bother and go back to sleep yeah so she i mean she she popped off, dude. She straight up Hell popped yeah. off. Fuck yeah, um, yeah. She was the first black woman to star in a major motion picture. Fuck and yeah. This was in 1927. It was a silent film called Siren of the Tropics. Um, so she's like crushing it. Dude. Um, Hell yeah. She renounced. She got married a third time. Um, and she renounced her American citizenship officially. Fuck it. And Doesn't she, like America. Yeah, she said fuck it. And she, so she was a Frenchman. Um for the rest of her life basically yes um so she hated she said fuck america how how old was she when she got married for the third time do you know um i i did not i don't know okay no you're good you're good because it was like 12 14 and then like i'm curious how much longer what age is right you know yeah we'll skip it i bet i can find it no you're good super fun (laughs) keep on going cut that part out okay so so yeah so she's she's the like a huge popular uh, singer and dancer she's absolutely crushing it and obviously in france was much much more um welcoming to african-americans or i guess not really it doesn't have to be african-americans just black people in general yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. um so like she was the first let me if i need to find which country this was i'm so sorry you're good but she was the first black person literally to Go to a country. I gotta find what country it was. That's fine. I hate myself. No, you're good. I'll cut this. I'll make this clean. Or should I do radio voice? Do yeah, do some radio voice. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig needs to find more. I got you. All right, I did it. So 1929, she's the first like black star to visit Yugoslavia. That and she's going on on a tour. Um, it's like yeah, I think it's like towards there, like gotcha. like Eastern European. But so that's huge, like that's, that's crazy. Big. Yeah. So she became so big that um, I don't know if you know this or not, but this guy named Adolf Hitler mm, rings a 
Bill. Is he like a is he the porn star? No, 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 no. He was like a really bad dude. Um oh. so he in the German army invaded Poland, correct? If you do recall. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Germany invades Poland. France declares war on Germany. And what they did, they went to Josephine Baker and they said, Hey, check this out. We need you. I need you to travel to these venues. You know, do what you're doing, basically. Mm -hmm. Continue to perform, go on tour, make your money, do your career. But we need you to get intel on, like, these German, like, generals and just get intel, basically, about the German army. Any chance that you can. She's a spy now. So she's, she's, yeah, she's gone from that to a spy. So she's straight up in invisible ink writing notes on like her sheet music that she has for her performances. And she's taking notes on like generals of the German army and just like informants that she has, like all this stuff. And she's just being very observant. She's doing this and she would hide her notes in her underwear when she traveled just because like she was so big there that Chances are she wasn't going to get checked uh, because mm-hmm. she's a celebrity. So she's they're just going to let her walk on by. She's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. So she was she was literally a spy for the French army um, in World War II, which is absolutely freaking crazy. Yeah. yeah. So she eventually she came back to America. So she's absolutely crushing it everywhere she goes. She was like, she's I want to return star. to my roots. Yeah, so she came back to America, and uh, she said, "I mean, she's a huge star." So there, a, cl- a an owner of a venue, he says, "Hey, here's ten thousand dollars. We want you to perform." Very and she goes, "Modest price." Which ten thousand dollars? I want to look then up, is insane. I'm gonna look up that translation. You keep going, but I'll get you a number on what that is in today's money. What year was this? Um. Man, that doesn't have an exact year. I would assume it's around, it's in like the fifties fifties kind of era. Okay, gotcha. Okay, keep going. Yeah, so um, she gets offered ten thousand um, dollars in that time's money, and she says, "Fuck you, dude." Oh. And the guy's like, "What? What do you mean? I just offered you a black woman in America ten thousand dollars for a performance. What the fuck are you oh, talking this about? This is a You're classic." Classic American white people that are like, you owe us. I'm giving you money and you're not going to turn it down, but you owe us. That's fucking stupid. Well, I mean, realistically, um, how many black people in that time are going to get paid $10,000 to do much? You know what I mean? Like in a, for a single like performance. I, I guess, but it's not like she's obligated to. But also, fun fact, in 1950, $10,000 has the purchasing power of about 108540 dollars and 25 cents so over a hundred thousand dollars yeah so she's essentially offered a hundred grand for a night that's pretty epic so she told him no and the guy was like what the fuck are you talking about that's insane like that that like pays for a house that does all this she's like you have segregated audiences i'm not Damn. i'm not performing she's out here for a segregated she's audience she's out here turning down a hundred k in fucking the 50s because she has something she stands for that's what's up yeah. So she, so she like she she sticks to her guns on that. Um, the guy's like, "Bro, come on," and bump like bumps it up just a little bit more money wise. And she's like, "No, I'm good. I'm dead serious. Like, if I'm not performing for an audience that doesn't treat like my people fairly." Right. And so the dude's like, "Cool, whatever. Here you go. Here, here. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and desegregate my audience." <laughs> so Excellent. no joke. Like she basically like is the reason not like the only reason obviously but mm-hmm. like she was a big like on the forefront of like desegregation in like a lot of clubs and venues and stuff like that Hell yeah. um because i mean like that's she's stupid fucking, obviously she's a fucking rock we know star. that today yeah. yeah so she's absolutely crushing it so she basically spent um obviously she spent the her the rest of her life uh just doing shit like that like just crushing it standing out for she believes in when martin luther king uh was assassinated she was offered like the unofficial leadership role of the civil rights movement wow um and like she yeah which is like insane because she like you know not she didn't spend much time in america right and 
then she made like a huge impact when she like came back. So that's insane. Like how big, like she was for everything, but she, she did decline though, but okay. <laughs> so okay. Well, she, she, got, she, she, she has her own which, agenda. It, well, not, not necessarily that it was, it was more of just the fact that like Martin Luther King had just died and she's oh, yeah. like, I got a, I got a family <laughs> dog. That's probably <laughs> fair know? too. Yeah. So her own agenda of not dying. So. Yeah, exactly. So it was like more just this for the safety of it. The another really and so her her uh her son wrote the biography on her. Um cuz obviously she's led a very very interesting life. She's been in movies, she's done acting or like I mean, that's the same thing. She's done movies, <laughs> she's sang, she's danced, she government like basically spy. learned how to sing. She's yeah. a government spy. She helped desegregate America. Like she's done all this stuff. Um, young gunner her son says that the thing that haunts him the most about like writing his mother's story was that he never in his like extensive research was able to find out who her father was um which which is it's it's really interesting so on her birth certificate it literally just says ewd like under where the father's name would go okay so and like i don't know I don't necessarily know that her mother knew she might have. I, I would imagine she probably had an idea, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was, you know, her, her parents were like her, Josephine's grandparents were slaves. Um, they're freed slaves. Gotcha. And her mother is a firstborn, like actual gets treated kind of like a person. Right. So, uh, okay. Um, at least a little bit of humanity to her. But you know, realistically, it was still very, it's very still tough. Bad. Yeah. She she wasn't she wasn't getting like she was working like as a housekeeper for a you know pretty well off uh, man, and a lot of people believe that he got her pregnant oh. via uh, non consensual activity, oh. and uh, basically like because because like the the biggest thing is when she when she had her child, they kept her for weeks. Like they kept uh, Josephine and her mom at the hospital for like two weeks, which they didn't do for black people. They only did that from Mm. white people. So there's a lot of reason to believe that her father is white. Um, Josephine's also a little bit, she was a lot lighter and of complexion than her mother and her siblings. Gotcha. So people believe it was the guy she worked for, um, just really trying to cover it up and Edward William Dempsey. Yeah. So, it's a white guy. Gotcha. Yeah. So that, that, they assume his name is Edward. They just assume Ed, huh. EWD stood for Edward. They were like, or EDW. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So yeah, they were just like, they're like, he's probably a guy named Edward that she worked for and just threw her away like trash. Oh. <laughs> and then, so it's terrible. And, and he, her her son did like a, a shit ton of research, like absolutely went crazy trying to figure it out because he's, he's he's like. Yeah, it's like man, but he just couldn't get anywhere with it. Gotcha. Um, because I mean, I, none of her other siblings like shared that DNA. Like, there's, right? There's it's not easy. Literally, yeah, no it's, way to figure it out. Yeah, especially like this late, like or like first of all, this late, and also like so how early in sciences that was. So yeah, exactly. There's no fucking way you're gonna figure it out. Nope. So that was his like one regret when he was writing about her, but. All in all, man, she's yeah. uh, she was a fucking absolute rock star. She fucking did rock everything, star. bro, dude. Yeah. I, hell yeah, dude. I hella advocate someone that like because like you think about it like this. I'm not trying to like be that classic white person that like compares whatever. I'm just saying that like if you put us in the shoes and someone was like, "Hey, Craig and Andy, do you want fucking twenty bucks to talk about uh, like I don't know Hershey's cookies and cream uh, bars?" And I know you don't like those, Craig. I bet you'd take the, the deal. Oh, yeah, I'll take 20 bucks. Take 20 bucks yeah. to just say, hey, I like Hershey's cookies and cream. But her, she was she'd rejected 100K because they segregated her, her people. And that's fucking, that's what's up. Which, once again, I might take this out because, you know, I'm not trying to compare <laughs> the the scales that are way off. But I'm just saying. Yeah, a thousand percent. I, I just appreciate a woman of of just like passion and she she found her like herself she did what she was best at you know what i mean like she um she fucking she knew her strengths and like capitalized on those and then that got yeah. her place well and exactly and, and she she had kind of succumbed to that too when she was younger so it was like 
she she played into it and did like the you know the like the comedy stuff that made fun of her and did right. this and that but then she goes to France and she's like oh wow I, we don't like I I don't get treated this way here right. like she wasn't given insane. a proper chance in America yeah so she goes back and she's like listen you fucking idiots Dumbass. nobody gets treated like this literally anywhere else you guys are assholes it's just, that's except what's except for around that same time the Jews in Germany not saying that that doesn't it's a whole different story, <laughs> whole different story. That obviously. Yeah, whole different story. But like in her mind, she's like, "Hey, like over there, I'm a, I'm literally the one of the biggest stars that they have, and over here, you're gonna fucking like treat me like a celebrity still, and treat my people like shit. Like, like that's that's trash. That yeah. doesn't make any sense because like, uh, and that's the whole thing, the whole fucking thing. Like every other country, kind of. I mean, there's probably a lot more examples that we just don't understand, or there's so much lost in history, whatever. Um, but like. Take her for, like, Josephine for an example. She fucking, she had so much value and talent. Think about all the people that were suppressed and, like, shut down. And what if they had super valuable talent? And not even just super valuable talent. What if they, I mean, not if, what if. They're just people. Like, everyone's just people. They, everyone has value in this world. So I don't understand, like, why we were like, you guys just don't have as much value, though. And it's like, why? Like, what reason? What reason? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, like they were literally at one point considered three fifths of a human. <laughs> like they, they calculated of like, division by them. Does it make any yeah, sense? Yeah, it was. Well, it was so when when black people when black men were first allowed to vote, there was there's called a three fifths compromise. They were like, your oh. vote doesn't isn't a full vote. You have you can vote, but it it's three fifths of a person basically. Which so you know that means they, they didn't had, even count that. They they didn't even exactly like, try to calculate that. Yeah, and I mean, and all the time if they went to go vote, they got fucking intimidated or bullied or worse yeah so disgusting not like it fucking helped anyways but yeah no so absolutely like she's uh i when i when i first heard about her i was like this is like absolutely incredible like what a fucking crazy story Mm -hmm. what a crazy human but that's like obviously there's a lot more that she's like done professionally like a lot more movies a lot more um performances stuff like that but um I figured that I figured I you know hit the hit the main points of like hey look entertainer huge star uh literally learned how to sing and became her teacher's fucking reason to live yeah and then uh and then still was like a fucking spy against this one of the scariest armies in the fucking yeah. history of the world she got guts and kid. uh yeah and then finished that up came to America and was like, "Hey, you Just, white fucking assholes!" Yeah, got and rid I love of it. So, yeah, that's what's, that's that's cool. That's cool. She had like a she had a life on her. Do you know how old she um got? Yeah, let me check. I can check it real quick. Cool, Josephine, where'd you go? She died at sixty eight, um, nineteen seventy five. She okay. passed away in France. Okay, good. I'm glad she per- like perished where she was home. You know what I mean. Yep, she, yep, she was 68 years old. And that's that you some might consider that young, but that's pretty, you know. That's pretty solid. That's a solid life she lived. Yeah. Well traveled and uh well traveled, well respected. Obviously, obviously did a lot. Cool. I hope I hope that inspires someone. It inspires me a little bit. So I hope that inspired someone. Yeah. Um, especially anyone that might be going through something of that, you know, somewhat of that caliber. Maybe not to that extent, but you know what I mean. Um, anyone ethnicity, with a different ethnicity, anyone that might have struggled with that in their past, anything like that, you know, like let this be an inspiration that you are valuable, you are so useful. So, like, you know, get your get your bad self some fucking credit. I'm giving it to you right now. Yeah, we've we've obviously seen in in the last not not even just this last year, but like I mean, obviously in the last uh, decade, and that we've like been old enough to notice and pay attention to these things. That yeah. there's a lot of work to be done, and there's right. still a ton of like like you know those people in that generation did did some heavy lifting but there's still right. just a ton ton to do and exactly. uh uh treat people right is basically it That's so all you got to do is not it's yeah, really not even that treat hard people differently for literally anything <laughs> if i'm being honest like it's honestly more of a challenge to treat people worse you know how easy it is to just be nice to people pretty fucking easy um, yeah so i mean and, uh, yeah i'm not saying that we have like a fucking I hear people say this all the time that have 
um, like a podcast or like YouTube or something like that, they'll be like, we're using our platform for people's voices that can't be heard. Um, but the thing is, we don't have that much of a voice right now. But if anyone listening to this is just like, can get some value out of this, like, please use th- these wonderful people through history um, to inspire and make you think and, and be, you know, be a fighter for the right causes and help clean up as Craig was mentioning, like, so to speak, for lack of a better term, um, what was ingrained to us when we were here. Because we, we didn't choose what happened to us in the past, but we can sure as a fuck choose what happens in the future. So let's kind of yeah do that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously, like, I mean, yeah, black people get killed in the streets um, all the time, which is obviously just wrong and terrible. Um, voting, uh, polling places in... Uh, low-income neighborhoods that target black people get shut down um, to make it harder for them to get out and vote in Republican states. Um, just all kinds of stuff like that. And yeah, then obviously, the list could go on. Yeah, it could go on. There's just a million things that need to change. And, uh, yeah, there's just a ton of work to be done. And uh, it's nice to it's nice to have a good story of, like... Because, like, obviously Martin Luther King was a great man, and he, he was killed for it. <laughs> so right. it's like... It's like it's nice when when someone in that era who like stood for something didn't get fucking like yeah it feels like yeah. a like a win you know what I mean like I know that sounds kind of not I don't want to say cynical because I'm like Martin Luther King Jr. was a win you know what I mean but like you know when you hear the, this kind of story it's like a win 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 I don't know how to say that politely because um, Martin M- MLK was like a true martyr you know he fucking he stood for what he needed to and it, and it it it's still making waves to the, to this very day so that's good. But this one, I'm glad that she, you know, lived to a pretty old age and had success in her life in terms of just, you know, just everything. She had a lot of success, and that's good to hear. So, yeah, I'm also glad she's yeah able to dip out of America. Exactly, exactly. They didn't hunt her for sport like other people um, that might have had that problem in the in that era. So, yeah. So yeah, is that all you got for Miss Francine? Can you say her name again? Uh, it was Josephine Baker. Oh. Josephine Baker, thank you. Josephine yeah. Baker. Her her real name is Frida, so that's where that came from. That F-R oh, that gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Any other any other information on her? No, I would I would just say yeah. If, if you if you're if you're interested in her, like just literally Google her. Um, there's a million more things that she did that like oh, is, I'm sure. like also impressive. So it's really really interesting person who lived a really really interesting life so yeah what's and um, that's the brink of it for sure but yeah. there's just a, the list goes on for sure hell yeah and i know there's a, you said there's an autobiography written by her son i'm sure that was very detail oriented probably check that out probably find that pretty yes. easy so hell yeah cool well um my story um also in honor of black history month i went that direction um Mine's not about one person. I just have several stories that might have been forgotten through history or perhaps some people just didn't aren't aware of, you know, like you mentioned before where it was like saw uh whoever invented peanut butter, that whole thing. I don't know. Just little kind of nitpicks like that. So I can I just have a few of those. So this won't be too long, but I'll I'll let you take the spotlight for today's episode and I'll just say a few goodies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Let's do it. This is from PBS.org. I just found a bunch of uh fun little uh, it's just 10 little known black history facts, and I'll just read a few of those. Um, so, b- before there was Rosa Parks, there was Claudette Colvin. Clo- Colvin. Um, she apparently was, I mean, before Rosa Parks, and had the same story happen, but with different situations. So, let me explain. So, uh, w- most people think of Rosa Parks as the first person to refuse to give up their seat on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, but there was actually several women who came before her. One of them was Claudette Colvin. Um, so on March 2nd, 1955, uh, when the 15-year-old schoolgirl refused to move to the back of the bus, nine months before Rosa Parks, um, Claudette had been studying black leaders like Harriet Tubman in her segregated school. Those con- conversations had led to discussions around the current day by Jim Crow laws, and they were all experi- that, that, that they were all experiencing. So um, when the bus driver ordered Claudette to get up, she refused. Quote, it felt like Sojourner Truth was on one side pushing me down, and Harriet Tubman was on the other side pushing me down. I couldn't get up. End quote. That was from Claudette Colvin. Claudette Colvin's stand didn't stop there. Arrested and thrown in jail, she was one of the four women who challenged the segregation law in court. 
Um, if Browder versus Gale became the court case that successfully overturned bus segregation laws in both Montgomery and Alabama, why was Claudette's story, why has Claudette's story been largely forgotten? At the time, the NAACP and other black organizations felt Rosa Parks made a better icon for the movement than a teenager. As an adult with the right look, Rosa Parks was also the secretary of the NAACP and was both well-known and respected. People would associate her with the middle class and that would attract support for the cause. But the struggle to end segregation was often fought by young people, more than half of which were women. So, just a little fun little uh, little story. And she's not the first person to deny a white person of making them go to the back of the bus. But she's just a known one that uh, she also fought in... Uh, a different case as well like she 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 should get she her name should be remembered too but rosa parks was just like you know like they were just saying more of like a figure that could hopefully get more people which is you know that makes sense too but you know don't forget don't forget claudette colvin and people like her yeah she was actually trending on twitter today claudette colvin mm-hmm. yeah really? well for literally yeah just this exact same thing just Shit. was like hey don't forget this um, hell yeah which is crazy didn't even plan that yeah, so I mean, yeah, she's she was obviously like, yeah, it's it's crazy because yeah, we hear about Rosa Parks like that's that's one of the the five black people they teach you about in a Kansas elementary school, <laughs> right? Um, there's Harriet Tubman, MLK, George Washington Carver, uh, fucking Rosa Parks, and then like maybe there's only four, maybe there's only four black people you learn about in high school yeah. or in elementary school. So yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy that they were like, hey, this happened. And like, because you know, as a grown up, you learn that Rosa Parks was a plant, and they like knew this was going to happen. So they're like, oh, yeah. so they're they're just like, yeah, you you go out there and do this, and it's like we know what's going to happen, but this way we'll be able to stir yeah. up some headlines and right get the get the voice out there, which you know, reasonably so, kind of like you you want to get this to spread because it's important information, but you know, you could probably s- sell all the stories. I don't understand why you couldn't just explain all of it but it's all good we're getting there yeah now. i i agree well i mean you could you could even argue like i guess if you wanted to get to it you could be like well it's she's a kid and she should listen to authority uh yeah yeah respect the authority of the bus driver right. because this and that it, it it very well like they could have been like oh it's not racist because, but i got uh, something for you authority fuck you dude anarchy exactly so like so yeah if you do it but if you just do it with a you know with a grown-up you know, who's just like, and they're like, hey, well, I mean, I'm sure he said no black people at the bus, but right. at the front of the bus. But, um, you know, you do it to a grown up. There's there's no there's no uh, other reason, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's literally no other thing you could say to get out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, So just, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. Claudette Colvin. Excellent young lady. Um, Okay, move on here to let's do. I like this one. One in four cowboys was black, despite the stories told in popular books and movies. Do you motherfuckers know that? All you yee-yee cowboys out there? Fucking one in four were probably black. Oh, okay. uh, You said it very quick, I think, the first time. And I was like, wait. (laughs) What what are we talking about? I don't know. I think you just said the... uh the thing quick, so it didn't register in my brain what you said the first time. Oh, my bad. I speak fast. I'm spitting raps, bro. Um, So let me explain. In fact, it's believed that the real Lone Ranger was inspired by an African-American man named Bass Reeves. Reeves had been born a slave but escaped west during the Civil War where he lived in what we know as is what was known as Indian Territory. He eventually became the deputy U.S. Marshal, was a master of disguise, an expert marksman, had a Native American companion, and rode a silver horse. His story was not unique, however. Which sounds pretty crazy, because that sounds pretty unique. In the 19th century, the Wild West drew enslaved blacks with the hope of freedom and wages. Uh, when the Civil War ended, freed- freedmen came west with the hope of a better life where the demand for skilled labor was high. These African Americans made up at least a quarter of the legendary cowboys who lived dangerous lives facing weather, rattlesnakes, and outlaws while they slept under the stars driving cattle herds to market. While there was little formal segregation in frontier towns and a great deal of personal freedom, black cowboys were often expected to do more of the work and the roughest jobs compared to their white counterparts. 
loyalty did develop between the cowboys on a drive, but the black cowboys were typically responsible for breaking the horses and being the first ones to cross flooded streams during cattle drives. In fact, it is believed that the term cowboy originated as a derogatory term used to describe black cowhands. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either, actually. Fun fact, if you say cowboy, it might be a slur. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, but. yeah. I think, I think, yeah. Now, now I just make fun of rednecks with it, so yeah, it's all okay. good. Okay, we're all, yeah, it's full circle. We're all good. We should be good with it. Um, but yeah, fun fact. There you go. Yeah, uh, fun fact about Bass Reeves. Um, he was a he was an escaped slave. Yes, and he escaped to go live with the Seminole Indians. That West and Side, dude. He, that's that fucking West Side gang gang shit. What's up? Yeah, dude. So he he basically like stayed with them, learned how to hunt and track, um, got very very good at it. Eventually, um, a sheriff was like, "Listen, I need you to help me <laughs> like hand, get get some guys." So he goes and gets these guys, like three brothers, gets them all, beats them all down, takes yeah. them to jail. And this is why the Lone Ranger is based off of him because he uh, put three thousand men in jail. That's you know how fucking incredible that is? That's, that's a rad. lot of people. Yeah. So that's uh, literally insane. That, <laughs> like, Dude. I, there's not a single cop in this country that's probably put 3,000 people personally in jail. <laughs> <Like> I <laughs> yeah, guarantee I highly it. doubt that. That's because we're all a bunch of fucking losers now. Yeah. This guy has and there's a lot less people, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> so <laughs> 3,000 yeah. 3, people, and there's probably only 3,000 people over there. That's <laughs> the like whole entirety of the West jail. Continent. <laughs> Like, that was everybody <laughs> that was bad in that area. He was like, he ran out of work. He's probably like, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> Fucking bored. Yeah, he's like, I'm, putting, I'm just going to put some people in jail. We got this. He's like, you see some one person jaywalk. He's like, hey, listen, sorry, chief. I fucking got to put you in the jail because I'm bored. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a fun one. I'm, I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you're spitting facts that are outside of me speaking. So keep it coming. Let's see if you know got this you. one. The first licensed African-American female pilot was named Bessie Coleman. So, born in Atlanta, Texas, in 1892, Bessie Coleman grew up in a world of harsh poverty, discrimination, and segregation. Um, She moved to Chicago at 23 to seek her fortune, but found little opportunity there as well. Wild tales of flying exploits from returning World War I soldiers first inspired her to explore aviation, but she faced a double stigma in that dream, being both African-American and a woman. She set her sights high on France, hell yeah, in order to reach her dreams and began studying French. In 1920, uh, Coleman crossed the ocean with all of her savings and the financial support of Robert Abbott, who uh, one of the first African-American millionaires. So, that's another side story. Um, so, over the next seven months, she learned to fly, and in June of tw- 1921, the Fédération Aeronautique Internationale awarded her an international pilot's license. Wildly celebrated upon her return to the United States, reporters returned out of out in droves to greet her. Once again, it's one of those things where these these excellent, talented people are like not getting, you know, the, the chance to be excellent in America. They go to probably France, and they, sl- they slay that shit. They fucking, yes, queen, slay that bitch. And then they come back, and all the Americans are like, oh my god, excellent, we need you here. Oh. It's like, you can piss off, but exactly. So yeah. they they dro- they they come out in droves to greet her, being like, "We knew she's one of us. She, we, she's excellent." Um, Coleman performed at numerous air shows over the next five years, performing heart thrilling stunts, encouraging other African Americans to pursue flying, and refusing to perform where black people were not admitted. Uh, when she tragically died in a plane accident, oh no! In 1926, <laughs> f- uh, famous writer and equal rights advocate Ida B. Wells presided over her funeral. An editorial in the Dallas Express stated, quote, There is reason to believe that the general public did not completely sense the size of her contribution to the achievements of the race as such, end quote. So, just by her doing the shit she loves, and she fucking loved it so much, she died doing it. So, and then that's not, that's probably nothing to do with her skill either. I bet her plane, I mean, it's just an older time. Planes were different back then. Um, this is 1926. <laughs> um, people say that she was an achievement of her race as such. So, like, that's that's crazy. So, hella talented. Yeah, no, I I I knew of her, but I didn't. I don't. I didn't know. No fun facts. Uh, 
yeah, I didn't, I don't have any fun facts. I just knew that, yeah, I just knew, like, what she did. I didn't know, like, uh, about, like, uh, basically doing what, uh, Josephine Baker did and being like, hey, you're not gonna right. let black people in here? You can fucking you can suck me kick off, grass, bro. bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can, you can fucking kiss your son, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. You maga wearing <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you see his fucking tweet, whatever it was? <laughs> it was like, what, what am I gonna do for the next five months? Dot 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 question mark. Uh, I mean, Kiss is your son, son around? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about someone that has real talent, like this this pilot. Facts. Named Facts. Bessie Coleman. Okay, uh, I'll just Bessie maybe Coleman. do one or two more for feeling it, but this one is the diverse history of historically black colleges and universities. Um, so while Jewish and African American communities have a tumultuous. Sh- a tumultuous shared history when it comes to the pursuit of civil rights, there is a chapter that is often overlooked. In the 1930s, when Jewish academics from Germany and Austria were dismissed from their teaching positions, many came to the United States looking for jobs. Due to the depression, xenophobia, and rising anti-Semitism, many found it difficult to find work, but more than 50 found positions at HBCUs and the segregated South. Originally established to educate freed slaves to read and write, the first of the historically black colleges and universities was Cheney University in Pennsylvania, established in 1837. By the time Jewish professors arrived, the number of HBCUs had grown to 78. At a time when both Jews and African Americans were persecuted, Jewish professors in the black in the black colleges found the environment comfortable and accepting, often creating special programs to provide opportunities to engage blacks and whites in meaningful conversation, often for the first time. In the, in the years that followed, the interests of Jewish and African American communities increasingly diverged, but this once shared experience of discrimination and interracial cooperation remains a key part of the civil rights movement. So... That's that's a fun one where it's just like all these these Jewish people uh, came over to America and th- uh, they noticed that these black people were just not getting um, the education that they deserve and so they're like hey we have a common kind of you know trend uh, let's help them out tremendously and so they would do that yeah um in the in the last year there's been a real like uptick in like uh, highly ranked college basketball players. Um, opting to go to HBCUs rather than like a bigger school like Duke or Kentucky or Kansas or Ohio oh, State really? or fuck you Ohio. Um, yeah, <laughs> not like the top recruits, but like I mean, like you Some know, solid. upper echelon for sure of like yeah. you know people who will, will probably at least get a shot at at professional basketball. Um, Hell yeah! So like that's been a huge uptick, which is great because you know. Basically, what you do when you're a college basketball player, especially if you're an African American college basketball player, you go there, make them literally billions of dollars. Yes. In just a year's time, if you look at the, like Zion Williamson, uh, just a few years ago, the amount of money he made for Duke to literally not make—I mean, I'm sure they, you know, if we're if we're real, he probably got paid something. But something, yeah. The amount of like he he made them billions, and my guy probably. Like, sure, he got a free year of school, whatever. But, <laughs> you know, like, that, he made white people just tons and tons of money. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's interesting and it's, it's really nice to see, like, the, like, the shift in the culture that happened in the last year with that. Um, yeah, that just because it's cool. like, you know, do it, do it for the culture and, like, those, those particular prospects were like, hey, white people just keep profiting off of people like me. Like, yeah. Their ethnicities that have the actual and talent. I could at least, yeah, I could at least do that for like my own people or like you know people who like actually care about me. So yeah, um, I thought that, that was cool. really interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. That's pretty neat. Um, just like I, I know I said it, but I want to say it one more time. HBCUs are historically black colleges and universities. So like, just to reiterate what that is. So yes, excellent. I'm glad. Yes, please support that. I'm going to do one more just because I want to end on a little... I mean, that was a decent note, um, but I'm going to do one more just for the fun notes. Um, This is the earliest recorded protest against slavery was by the Quakers in 1688. A fat sec ago. Been a minute, yeah. One or two minutes. One or two even, probably more than that. Um, Quakers, also known as the Society of Friends, adorable, um, have a long history of abolition, but it was 
four Pennsylvania friends from Germantown who wrote the initial protest in the 17th century. They saw the slave trade as a grave injustice against their fellow man and used the golden rule to argue against such inhumane treatment, regardless of skin color. Quote, we should do unto others as we should have done to unto ourselves. End quote. In their protest, they stated, quote, Pray what thing in the world can be done worse towards us than if men should rob or steal us away and sell us for slaves to strange countries separating house band from their wife and children. End quote. Their protest against slavery and human trafficking was presented at a monthly meeting at Dublin in Philadelphia. The Dublin monthly meeting reviewed the protest but sent it to the quarterly meeting, feeling it to be too serious of an issue for their own meeting to decide. The four friends continued their efforts and presented at the Philadelphia Yearly Meeting, but it wasn't until 88 years later that the Society of Friends officially denounced slavery. Over the centuries, this rare document has been considered lost twice. Most recently, it was rediscovered in 2005, and now a Haverford College Special Collection. So, hey, out here in 1688, some of those Quakers, man, they got your, you know, they got your back. They're out here thinking, like, we're all humans like let's just be chill about it and uh so uh, it's just good to hear that even back then under all these people like you would consider everyone was just straight up racist you know at least that's like the stigma because it sort of kind of feels like and that's what most likely was like a lot of it but like there's uh, there's people out there you know like not everyone is like that so that's kind of good yeah yeah it's it's always nice when you have just some some little stuff like that because like obviously i mean if you we we've seen like the videos of throughout like the George Floyd riots and all that stuff um in 2020 and like yeah there's i mean white people like are we're there right i mean we're we're a part of it we want to help um not all of us obviously um right. but the the generally the way it goes is the other side of that is much much louder and much right. more, like much more in your face about <laughs> exactly it. um so like you know if i you know, I, I, I imagine the the racist guy is gonna be the one you notice for sure. So, yes. <laughs> so unfortunately, it, it, yes. it, it fucking yeah, because it, it sucks that way. But yeah, it's nice when uh, when people are like, "Hey, humans are just yeah, we're all just people, and it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's all, all good. good. Like we're all literally humans. I don't understand stand the problem, but okay. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, no, there should there shouldn't be anything else to it. It's it's fucking crazy, isn't it's, it? It's just crazy. It's crazy to think about now, and it's crazy to think about back then. It's just insane. But um, that's all. That's that's all I'm going to share with you today. I hope some of the, I didn't want to get super super serious with mine per se, so I just kind of kept it where it is. But um, you know, tonight we talked about some a little bit of sensitive material. I would kind of say, like, hopefully it was more informational than anything. So I hope we, you know we we told their stories and their names properly and gave them the justice that they you know deserve so uh we hope that yeah. you uh, learned a lot here because i mean i learned a little bit tonight so that's super good um, yeah so. i mean there's 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 a ton to like just consume it you know like exactly if you're if you're if you're a white person listening to this um legitimately i would like just consume uh yes. black media content open up your mind books. for that Yep. Yeah, like just just read it. Like it, it's it's just such a different point of view. Yeah, like the culture, like the history. Like there's just so much that you can learn from like just the the everyday struggle, right? Versus like like I, I mean it's there's a there's a show on ABC. It's called Blackish. Now it's not like yeah, it's, uh, fun. it's not. I'm not gonna sit, sit here and say that Blackish is the uh, epitome of black culture or anything like that but yeah. if you're a white person and don't believe that like you have like any sort of privilege i mean they they are definitely not afraid to touch the subject of to race at all and bit. they they will absolutely make you check your privilege for <laughs> for like for the whole episode and like rightfully so so like there's just a ton of, of good black content out there that you should absolutely uh take in because yeah. Like it's important. Yeah, sure. George Washington Carver is dope. Like peanut butter is sick. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, but there's there's like so many just like interesting figures out there that you don't you don't learn about. No, right. your teachers are not going to tell you about them. Nope. Um, you'll have it's to just you know yeah. 
yeah, you gotta you gotta go and find it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes yeah. you might just stumble across it, and that's the point. That's the whole point of consuming as much as you can, because then you might stumble across something that you've never heard of or even considered. Um, and that's what we were kind of trying to do here tonight was tell you some stories that you might not have heard of, um, just so you can kind of be exposed to even more f- incredible uh, just features and details from our brothers and sisters that have just been maybe even forgotten through history. So we are here to not forget them and not let you forget them because it's just important. Yeah. And, uh, uh, fun fact, just even just a, a recommendation that I have off the top of my head from someone in this episode. Um, there's an episode of drunk history. If you have access to drunk history, there's an episode, um, where they do talk about Bass Reeves. Um, yeah. and Jaleel White plays Bass Reeves and it's very funny. That's amazing. Um, I have not seen that. I need to, I think it's on Hulu yeah. unless they took it off. It is. Yeah. Yeah, as far as I know, it's on Hulu also. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's it's super interesting, um, and obviously the show is um, it's very lighthearted, and uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, cool. Craig, I'm glad we did this today. I'm glad we could honor... I'm glad we did History Month on um, such an important topic go month. You know, February is a very important month for history, and um, so that was a good choice, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What do we... Now, I, I, this will most likely be the last episode, is that correct? Yes, I would have to imagine unless we can pull some crazy shit out, but most likely, yeah, yes. Yeah, very unlikely we have anything else. So this is going to be the last episode for History Month, and yeah. our, since I chose History Month, um, and it was obviously February, so the short month, and uh, yeah. we did the relationship advice in there too. So we now we turn to March. Yeah. It is Andrew's time to shine, baby. All right, you ready for this, Craig? Ready? You got movie March Madness. Yeah, dude, we're going to do movies. And I know you're like, Andrew, how do you tell stories on movies? There are, like, do I just retell you the synopsis of a movie? Well, I mean, I guess you could. That'd be silly. But I'm talking like. There are so many stories that you motherfuckers don't even know about. Like, did you know that The Passion of the Christ was a cursed film set and many, many problems happened on it? That's a fun one. And actually, a lot of horror movies like The Exorcist would also be considered a cursed film set because so many problems happened. There's so many things that happened on those sets that was, like, story-worthy. Other than that, if you want to just tell me about, like, the history behind Shrek's 1 through 4 fucking hit me with that like is there some weird backstory is there some weird like animation problems they had that they had to overcome you know if you just want to hit up dreamworks you tell me all about dreamworks you want to tell me about some sort of disney shit i mean movies go on and on so i mean there's stories yeah no it'll it'll be a fun one we'll yeah. we'll, we'll 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 dive around it we'll do some we'll find some topics mine's gonna, gonna go all be spooky so keep that yeah in mind. yeah that is true His, <laughs> I, I think at this point I think it is a safe bet yep. that they will be spooky. Yep. And uh, we love the spookies. I'm Good. a big fan of spooky. Good. So keep keep thinking <laughs> on that, Craig. We need you to think on that. Um, and we will see you lovely goods sometime beginning of March. So we hope we uh, hope we enjoyed some history. We hope you enjoyed some fantastic love advice. And maybe we'll have a special episode this upcoming month. Okay, so yeah, and about that really quick, we were going to make, in honor of Drunk History, a little Drunk History episode, but just based on, like, time constraints and other, like, obligations that we had to deal with, we couldn't actually get to the Drunk History Month episode, um, so we might just put a bookmark in it and come back later with that sometime, but we just wanted to address that really quick because we did mention that we were going to do that, so put a pin in it, Yeah, we'll hit it later. My doctor told me I shouldn't. <laughs> Craig, what's going on? Do you want to talk about it? No, it's okay. Okay, okay. okay. They don't need to know. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a suggestion, a friendly doctor suggestion. We'll be all right for now. But so I'm fine though. Don't worry. Right, right, right. Don't get, <laughs> I'm okay. Don't get nervous out here. But we cannot. Um, he can't drink fluids normally, and he's speaking through a robot right now. So that's okay though. Dink dink. <laughs> but all right, goons. We love you. We uh, hope to see you. The next episode, keep the numbers rising, please. Um, please. Yeah, yeah. Share, share with your friends. Listen to it four times. Once again, I know we hit it at the top. Interact with us. Follow us yeah. on Twitter, individually, and on the podcast. Um, email us any fun stories you've got. Yep. Um, 
and if if you uh like i know we said this also earlier in an episode uh take advantage or did we say this or is this a different podcast i think this is a different podcast um, <laughs> i get them confused all the time bro <laughs> we're good but the, you just you uh if you have a senile grandmother okay listen yes. throw a little airpod in her ears okay pick up her phone play stories with the boys on spotify or there wherever you, you p- listen to podcasts I, she you can leave, leave it on full blast you can put it on mute and just you just tell grandma she's doing it for doing it for us doing homework. it for the boys it's homework assignment exactly uh, and okay you know what fair enough so if you guys happen to do that uh this little message goes out to all you grandmas and maybe grandpas out there but uh what's up baby yeah <laughs> like, what's up baby fuck like how you been how's it, how's it going dude like, how, how, how are you, you? I would kiss you around the right now. Oh, you're gonna go play bingo without me? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get like I hope you get like fifty fucking dollars. Like yeah, I, ho- I hope you I hope you get bingo first so you get to pick your prize. <laughs> How even better? Eh. Fucking I hope you, I hope the caller. I hope I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> don't for- <laughs> hey, don't forget don't forget that you have a turkey in the oven. Um. Mm. Yeah. And- yeah. Don't forget. Your dog's outside, too. Dog Go get your dog. Outside. Go get the dog. Um, and Oh, and your grandkids say hi. Yeah. he's He won't stop doing Fortnite dances. Yeah. To, uh, if Yeah. So and make sure you give him some V-Bucks. He'll know. Just say, I'm ready to give you V-Bucks, and, and he or she will know. <laughs> so, got your back. Got your back, Grandma. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you a quick story that we have to you you'll have to edit out, but <laughs> Do you wanna like end it and then tell me? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, you, love you, you, Grandma. Just let 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 them know that I'm gonna tell you a story and then they never get to hear it. I'm good with that. <laughs> okay, everyone. <laughs> Alright, Goon, sorry you don't get to hear this story, but this is an this is a little Andy Craig personal story, so tell your grandmas you love them. 